All right, welcome to another Smack Talk Live. Tony Colombo, Dennis Farrell doing this week. Was it the second week or the second day raw of January already? Tony Colombo. What's happening? Was that not the worst opening ever, bud? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was just fine. Um, I, uh, I'm excited to start a new year here, and um, I think that the WWE continues to prove me right about the two shows, the direction that they're heading, and the quality of programming that they're putting on. So uh, what we're going to do today is talk about, we, we try to do this every week where we sort of uh, break down what we like and didn't like, and it's not a match-by-match review or moment-by-moment review of both Raw and SmackDown, but kind of look at the things we like and the things that we didn't like and talk about the direction of the two shows and the direction of the WWE and um, the things that we are into and the things that we wish weren't happening. So let's start with Monday Night Raw. I thought it was another very poor show. Uh, It was interesting. I did that Twitter poll earlier this week, thanks to anybody who voted in the Twitter poll, and and I asked folks what they would grade Monday Night Raw in 2016, which is something that we did last week. Mm -hmm. We we graded uh, both SmackDown and Raw. for all of 2016, I gave Raw a D, like as in dog, mm-hmm. and SmackDown, I gave SmackDown a B, like boy. Um, and I was a little surprised to see that the response to the Twitter poll was more along what I was thinking. Um, and I thought, I thought there would be, I thought that, that the casual or the regular, you know, the normal wrestling fan out there may not be as critical of Raw as I have been, but um, almost no A's on this poll. I, I simply asked to grade it A, B, C, or D. Um, bulk of the votes being C's and D's. So I think people are starting to see what I've been saying, that I, I, there's just all kinds of, of issues that I have with, with Raw. Um, with your, just your overall thoughts on Raw this week, Dennis. It's- uh, I gave it, by the way, a B. I gave them both Bs. Uh, I think I gave SmackDown yeah. like a B plus, but I would call this one a strong C this week. Uh, you know, Kevin Owens, Jericho opens up the show. They basically have Jericho locked in a cage, and you know, they gloat and talk for a few minutes, and Foley comes out and announces the main event's going to be a tag team battle, which reminds me of the old days where you had Tay Long. It's going to be a tag team matchup. And, <laughs> and uh, right. you know, play, it's play gonna, a play, a holla holla. That's right. It was uh, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns versus uh, Jericho, as they're calling him. Then Foley puts uh, Owens' universal title in a match against Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. We did not... Uh, we saw that coming. They've been talking about it. They, you know, talk about how you know Jericho is going to be suspended above the cage. I thought the opening was was kind of flat. It's the same thing we've seen, and then it rolls into another flat segment with Big Cass beating up Rusev, and I, I don't know if that's a blow off, but if it was, that had to have been the most exciting start with the worst ending to a feud I've ever seen. 
are we heading to a Royal Rumble tag team match of Enzo and Cass versus Rusev and Jinder Mahal? Yeah. Because if so, what the hell is going on? Well, and um, with Raw, with uh, with the the main four on Raw, it, which is what any you could call them: Rollins, Reigns, Jericho, and Owens. Which we just keep seeing. Why does anybody care about Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble when they when they wrestle every single week on Raw? Uh, you get that match every single week on Raw, and how weak is Kevin Owens being booked? He's got to be one of the weakest booked champions I've ever seen, and I think it is terrible. And the way that they book Roman Reigns, I mean. Apparently, he moves like the code breaker, uh, you know, or about as effective as a body slam because, you know, it's just the way that they book Roman Reigns and, to, and the strength that they book him to juxtapose against the weakness that they are booking Owens and Jericho to, I think it's starting to really wear out the fans. And I think that even some of the casual fans that may be not as critical of people like Roman Reigns or keep as close an eye on the storylines as people like you and I do, even they are starting to get eye-rolly with how they're being, how weak the heels are being booked and how strong Reigns and Rollins are being booked. I'll say this. I'm not as upset with you by the way they're booking Kevin Owens. I think it's kind of genius if you think about it because... I, I could see them giving uh, Kevin Owens a, a lengthy title run. And he cannot maintain the Super Cena kind of level with these kind of personalities around him. So if you book him weak, and it books kind of into the character that he is anyway, so I'm okay with that. It's not like they're taking Cena and then booking him out of his personality. Kevin Owens is kind of is, is a tough guy, but he's always had that weaselly, I'll-do-anything personality. So I think they're booking him all right. And they can strong, slowly book him stronger as as his title run progresses. Or if he loses it, he can be booked a little bit stronger trying to get it. So I think I'm not upset in that aspect. Yeah, I, I, I see to disagree? it differently. I see it as he was, he was booked fairly strong. And you can be weaselly and and take shortcuts and not look as weak as he is looking. The problem is, is he is he's weaselly and takes shortcuts and still loses. He loses every week. He's a champion that never wins. And even they had a, such a perfect opportunity. I hate the way that I hate that Roman Reigns is the is the United States champion. I think he's doing nothing for the belt. Mm-mm. Uh, I think the belt is an afterthought on him. I hate that he sometimes comes to the ring without even the time, without even having the belt with him. Like uh, he can't even be bothered to pick it up. And they had an uh, unbelievable opportunity with the stipulation of if if Roman Reigns is counted out or disqualified, he loses the title. Jericho played that that great gimmick where he made it look like Roman Reigns cheated. I thought that when was he great. actually didn't. It was genius, and it was a perfect way to get the, universe, the United States Championship off of Roman Reigns 
Let him focus on the universal title and do something interesting with the United States Championship. But again, the WWE just can't let, no matter what, he can't even be outsmarted. Roman Reigns has to be the toughest, the strongest, the smartest. It's like nothing is allowed to go wrong Mm -hmm. with him. He can take five finishers from his opponent, but sure enough, one freaking spear and the match is over. All right. And to me, it's just getting eye-rolly. Like, it's just getting to be too much. Let's move on because there's more to talk about about this a little bit down the lines. But Sasha Banks limps out to the ring uh, on a crutch and attempt to, I guess, address Charlotte. Uh, it, It seemed weird. And awkward. I wasn't uh, impressed with it. Then she challenges Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't come out. Uh, I told you, by the way, this wasn't over. But Nia Jax comes out, and uh, yeah, another flat segment. Uh, we can. Do you have anything to add before we move on from that? Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see. Uh, that was what you're talking about. Was actually two weeks ago. This past week was Nia Jax and Bailey. And Sasha came out and distracted Nia Jax, and Bailey got the win off the distraction finish when Sasha just walked to the top of the ramp. It was for the number one. It was a number one contendership match: Bailey versus Nia Jax. Bailey oh, yeah. beat Nia Jax because Sasha distracted her um, slightly. Uh, I am going to wait and see. I don't have a lot of hope for the Nia Jax-Sasha Banks feud, but it hasn't really started yet, so I'm not going to make any judgments until I get to see it. And I'm a little bit more optimistic, but not much, about Bailey and Charlotte. But again, it hasn't really kicked into gear yet, so it's too early to tell. But I, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that they do the right thing with these feuds and they make it compelling and entertaining. Thank God there's at least two feuds happening in the women's division, and it's not just dominated by Charlotte and Sasha Banks anymore. So that at least is a, a step in the right direction. I will say, if you want to talk positives on Raw, Braun Strowman keeps looking great. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the end of Raw with the Goldberg-Reigns double spear thing. I, that uh, Whatever. It's fine. I, I just didn't think it was the magic moment that – WWE is trying to paint it out to be. Um, and then, uh, so Braun Strowman is a positive, and Neville. Neville continues to be a positive. Uh, finally, he's getting some some attention, and he's looking good. Yeah, you know, I like, I like the new look for Neville. I like the new attitude also. I, I, thought, it, I thought it worked well for him. I agree. I totally agree. Now, let's move over to SmackDown for just a second, just to start sort of juxtaposing the two. Um, I thought SmackDown this week, you want to talk about, if you want to make my argument for me, which has been that SmackDown, although they don't have the personnel that Raw has, is putting on a much better wrestling show all you had to do is look at these two look at this week 
in these two episodes, this episode of Raw and the and the next night's episode of SmackDown. I thought SmackDown this week was fantastic. They keep coming up with their limited personnel, their limited roster. They keep coming up with fresh ideas, compelling matches. It's not all great, but it's never gonna it's never gonna be all great. But as a whole, to me, it's so much more fun to watch SmackDown. You're, you're guessing more when you watch SmackDown. It's not nearly as predictable. Um, and they, and it's, it's fresh ideas. You don't, get to, you don't see the same exact matches between the same exact people every week. And if you do, there's typically a new and interesting twist taken on whatever's happening that makes it not as boring as what you're seeing on Raw. Your thoughts? All right. I think SmackDown has the advantage with only being two hours. I, I feel like if Raw was two hours, it, I could, agree. It, I could, agree. it could put on just as good as a show, so I don't hold that against Raw. I, I The booking has been bad. The, the Ms. Maurice Renee Young thing was amazing, but I think they killed it by giving Dean Ambrose the belt too soon. I think Dean should have could have chased it for another month, and it would have been a, still a phenomenal feud. I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I like Dean Ambrose winning that title because it was unexpe- one of those unexpected things that you know you, you you're expecting to see Miz cheat his way to another victory. Um, I agree with you that they could have built that a little bit longer, but this is far from over. We still have not seen. Dean Ambrose and Renee Young in the ring area together. The only time in this entire feud that we've even seen them on the screen at the same time is when Renee Young was interviewing The Miz and Dean Ambrose snuck up behind him pretending to be the security guard. Mm -hmm. That's the only time that they've even been on. So there's been no interaction or even response to anything from Dean and Renee, and so there's still a lot to that story to tell. So I agree with you, but at least there's still so 